Friends, have you ever felt like because of your wrong, you couldn't receive the good from God or felt like you've done so many things that has put you in distance between you and the love of God that you don't even ask him for anything? Well, I pray that this here episode will speak against that thought, will help you surpass that thought and get to the goodness that God truly has for you. And so, you know, it's me, Ricky Jones Jr., back again for another podcast episode. But more than anything, what I'm here to do is share with you practical tools on how to live your best life, or more importantly, how to live a purposeful life full of destiny-fulfilling moments that God has already prepared and planned for you. And looking at the comments, I saw a beautiful, 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 beautiful comment of victory more than anything, because as it was shared that uh, this individual said that they not to often ask God for anything or at one time wasn't asking God for help because of the thought that they didn't deserve anything um, from God because of decisions that they've made. They felt like what they've done put them in the place that they were in and they had to climb out of it themselves. And so, you know, oftentimes we do that, which she even talked about it being like self-punishment. We put ourselves in a self-punishment which God doesn't put us in and it's so great that that came up because I get it I get it because I've been there right I've done and lived the life in which there were some things that I just would hope would stay in the dark and prayerfully it does I've forgotten a lot of things that I've done which thanks be to God that has taken place because it's helped me to see beyond those things however all of that and with all of that in the midst of the things that I have done or the spaces which I was in the midst of doing wrong, I was like, no, like I can't pray to God right now. Like I, I can't, I got to do like three good deeds to right the one wrong that I did, right? I don't know why we feel like, you know, you have to be right and you have to do things right and just for you to be able to hear and speak to God. But God didn't say that, right? That wasn't in his word as far as being a New Testament believer. Now, granted, in the Old Testament, there were sacrifices that had to take place on a yearly basis with priests and things. And that was that type of exchange. However, with Christ having died, buried and rose again from the grave. And now we have Holy Spirit within us. For those who believe there is a new covenant that we have, there's a New Testament or new way of exchange that God has with us. And, you know, not to get too far into it, because we're going to talk about it. However, what I want and pray and know that will take place during this here time together is that God will speak to us. The very fact of the matter of how even in the midst of our wrong, he's been there. Even in the midst of our wrong, his hand has been extended to us and always has been there for us to be able to grab hold of him and bring us out of the mess of the times, of the spaces, of the places and the things that we've done wrong. And that in the midst of those things, he's always been there for us, right? And I got some interesting stories that come to mind. I don't even wonder, like, how do I say them? Uh, Oh, without being bad or censored or whatever. But, um, you know, I'll just even, you know, thinking of times in which I was in the midst of doing wrong and acts of doing wrong. And I was even hearing God. I was hearing scriptures. I was hearing words. I was hearing declarations. Of God. And I was like, what in the world? Why is this taking place right now? But God was just reminding me now, even back then, that he was with me, even in the act of doing wrong. He was there with me. And um, there was times in which I would pray like, God, 
please don't let her be pregnant so that we all know what I'm talking about. Please don't let her be pregnant. God would share with me. No, she not. She won't be. She won't be. I won't derail the plan that I have for your life because of this moment and the plan that I even have for her life because of this moment. So God is so good and gracious. But nonetheless, we're going to get into the word and so I can get off of myself and so that we can be reminded that God is always there with us, even in the midst of our wrong. And so we're going to read in Genesis, the first book of the Bible. So don't go too far if you do have your Bible. Genesis chapter three, uh, verse six. And even as I read this here exchange or this scripture, I just want you to listen. I want you to listen. I want you to hear. So, you know, whatever distraction or whatever things that you're doing, please put it to the side because this is, will be a great, great reminder that not only is God always with us, but he desires the best for us. And so John, excuse me, Genesis chapter three, verse six through 12, it says, very interesting scriptures. Um, so, and my bad, give a little framework because I always like to give a framework because you can't just read a scripture and not know where it came from or what was going on around it. So this was a story of Adam and Eve as the serpent was speaking to Eve about eating of the fruit, right? She already told the serpent, you know, I can't touch of it or I can't eat of it because, you know, then I'll surely die. And the serpent was like, no, you won't die. God knows that when you take part in this fruit that you'll be like him, which they were already like him. They were made in the image and likeness of God, as it was already said in their creation. But nonetheless, they were uh, tricked and bamboozled, just like you and I. We can be deceived. We can be tricked. We can be bamboozled or we can be deceived in the midst of doing different things that may seem right, may seem pleasurable, may seem enjoyable. But at the end of the day, they are not profitable for us. It may give us a good moment, but it will not give us a great time. Okay. And so here we are. Verse six, like I said, okay, so now you can listen, 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 listen. Okay, I got your attention. Genesis chapter three, verse six, it says the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and the fruit looked delicious. You know what I'm saying? And that's a message in itself. Sometimes we can look at something for so long that we can deceive ourselves in believing that it's good. That's why I don't even look at certain things no more. Certain social media sites I've deleted. Um, certain distractions I don't stare at, I don't look at, especially when I know it was an area of weakness for me in the past. Like, I don't even... Mm -mm. I see it, I look away because I don't even want it to look pleasurable or desirable to me because I looked at it too long. Sometimes you're just looking at stuff too long. Okay, that's a message for you. Sometimes you're just looking at stuff too long. Stop looking that long. Look away. Stop looking. Delete it. Don't allow for the opportunity for you to look at it again or you're going to find yourself in that trap, in that space that you prayed yourself out of many, many times. Okay. That's a word. But nonetheless, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her as the serpent shared with her that she would. Then, oh, so she took some of the fruit and ate it, right? Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open and suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. So in the midst of the sin or the wrongdoing that they did, their eyes were open, right? They began to focus on self. They began to focus on their nakedness, which was already there, but they weren't aware of it because they were focused on God and the goodness of God and their relationship with God and their communion with God and all that God had provided for them. However, when they sinned, when they start to be selfish or self-centered, which ultimately sin is an act of being self-centered. However, when that took place, they began to focus on self and they start looking at them rather than looking up and looking at God, looking at all the goodness that was around them. 
They realized they was naked. In the midst of realizing they were naked, which it was only them two. It was only them two that was recorded in a book at this time. So, I mean, you, you naked with your spouse, which you've already seen your spouse. Well, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy what sin does. It has you distracted and looking at things that you usually wouldn't look at or being distracted with things that you didn't even see to be a distraction before that sin came and took over. However... God is so good and gracious, right? Because we're going to be better. We're going to be better because of this episode. We're going to be better because of this here podcast. However, so they feel, excuse me, they sold fig leaves together to cover themselves. Verse eight, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So that's what it was focused on before they realized their nakedness, before they realized what was going around them. They were communing and talking with God. They were having conversations with God and the breeze and in the cool of the day, God was walking about on the very grounds in which they were in, which we know to be the Garden of Eden. But then it says, so they hid from the Lord God among the trees. They hid from God, the one in which they were communing with, talking with, spending time with. They hid from him among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? God reached out to the man, like, hold on, wait a minute. Like, what what the 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 ones in which I would talk to on a regular, the ones in which I would commune with and have conversation with, you you hiding from me? Like where where are you? What what's going on? Verse ten. He replied, "I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked." Verse eleven. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? Verse 12, the man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. I just put that in there for fun. I could have stopped at verse 11. However, in these scriptures, what is being shown and shared with us, ladies and gentlemen, it's the very fact that what sin does is have for us to focus on self. What sin does is gets our attention away from God to self, which ultimately distracts us from being and asking for the blessings, right? Or for being the blessing that God has born us, birthed us to be. But then it also blocks us from receiving from God the blessings, the favors, the goodness, the mercies that God has in store for us because we are hiding ourselves from God. And so all that is say, ladies, and gentlemen is let us not be that type of Christian, that person or that believer anymore. Yes, all sin and come short of the glory of God. Yes, we will stumble and come across different things that lock in our attention or take our focus off of God. But at the same time, know that God is still there in the midst of that, right? God is still present in that. And God still wants you through that to receive his grace, his love, his mercies. I can even think of a passage in Romans, I believe it's chapter five, but it says where grace or excuse me, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. Bound, letting us know that even in the midst of our sin, that the grace of God is there, right? As we are believers, as we are receivers of the goodness of God, right? Believers and receivers, the grace of God is there, right? Let us not be in a space or a place where we fall in sin or we come up short and we think that, okay, I need to do one, two, three, X, Y, Z before I can receive from God. Like, no, 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 no. Scratch those things. Erase those thoughts today, right? I'm going to pray that we erase those thoughts today and we operate with the knowledge that God is always there and God wants and continues to want the best for us. And when we do fall, as we do fall, he is there with us to pick us up. He is there to 
lift us up. He is there to wipe us off and allow for us to walk along the path and rewalk along the path that he's already preordained for us. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let us not put ourselves in a self-punishment because of the wrong that we've done. Yes, wrong has been done. But no, we should not stare at ourselves, look at ourselves as the wrong person and then label ourselves as that. Like, no, we had a wrong moment. We had a bad time. However, we can get up and persevere and push past this with God on our side, with God within us, with Holy Spirit leading and directing us into all truth, which I'm excited to get into on tomorrow. But in it today, ladies and gentlemen, what I don't want us to do, what God more importantly doesn't want us to do is to allow the effects of sin to focus on ourselves and distract us from the goodness that God God has for us. So let us, even through the hard times, even through the tough times, even through the times in which we, you know, may have buckled, right, or caved in, or been distracted or gazed and looked long enough that we are now taking ourselves off of what God has for us and the goodness that God has before us. And we've looked at the distraction long enough that it appealed to be good, appealed to be great, appealed to be better. So we partook. Like, let us then realize, once we realize that it wasn't as good as it looked to be or wasn't as great as we thought it would be, let us know that God is still there. God still has a plan. God still has a desire. God still is with us. God still has greatness in store for us. God still has a victorious life for us to live in, to walk in, and to experience. Great people, great people, great people. God is so good. And I'm even excited for you as this is a breakthrough moment for you and a realization for you that even in the midst of all that you have done, that God is still present with you. God God is still there for you. God still is cheering you on. The angels are still around you and encamped about you and want what's best for you and still able to conquer and continue to walk in the conquering power of the feet of the enemy. If only you would command them, if only you would speak to them, if only you would empower them by the words that you say and the belief that you have that God is for you. He's ever present and that he will never leave you nor forsake you once you've accepted him in your life. He will see your goodness to come to pass. And even in the midst of the wrong, because wrong will happen. The Bible lets us know wrong will happen. Nobody is perfect. Nobody will walk a perfect life. However, we can strive to the perfection in which Jesus walked about this earth. However, we will come across distractions. We will sometimes stumble, but let us not fall. But in the midst of our stumbling, let us know that there is a hand always present that will immediately reach us, immediately pull us out, immediately get us out as it did for Peter, right? Peter was walking on water as Jesus commanded him to come. And as Peter was walking on water, doing the miraculous in the midst of the miraculous one, he was distracted, right? So again, time and time again, the Bible shows us that even in the midst of being along the path that Jesus, God would have for us, distractions can come. And what did the distraction do for Peter? It took him off the focus and gaze of Jesus, which was the one that was allowing him to do the miraculous. And then he began to sink because he was looking at the winds, the waves, how it was going mighty and boisterous that he began to sink. But the Bible says immediately as Peter reached out his hand, Jesus took it caught him, brought him up, and and Peter did not sink or fall. And I know that to be true for you, ladies and gentlemen, if we can, as we will, going forward, immediately look at Jesus, look at God, 
give thanks to the Holy Spirit that's within us in the midst of our wrong. Immediately say, God, save me. God, help me. God, I need you to get me out of this and continue to pray prayers of faith, prayers of belief, prayers of trust, hope, right? As we talked about, uh, I believe yesterday, as it pertains to relationship qualities of God, great people, we will see the victories. We will continue to see the victories and continue to walk in God's best and what God has in store for us. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I truly am because I know that this has been beneficial to me, largely because like I said, I've done wrong. You may not look at me now and think that I've done some wrong, but I've done plenty of wrong um, that you know one would say God can't do nothing with. However, he has, right? Because I've yielded to him all those things. Right. The Bible says for us to cast our calves on God because he cares for us. I've cast it all. Right. And even like Paul said, I've done no wrong to no man. I truly feel that. And it's only when I share my testimonies of victory of that I'm reminded of the wrongs. But in the midst of those things, I knew that God was there because God was talking to me oftentimes in the middle of me doing wrong. And I was trying to block it out. I was trying to block it out. And I believe that as children of God, that's the case for all of us, right? We may find ourselves doing various things for various reasons. Maybe it's for an outlet. Maybe it's for relief or maybe it's because we want to just get away, right? from our lives. But at the end of the day, God is the ultimate getaway. God is the ultimate relief. God is the ultimate comfort. And we have to find ourselves in his hands, in his presence, in his midst. And we can know that in the midst of God, we will receive fullness, liberty, wholeness, greatness, right? Love, confidence, faith, we will receive the goodness of God and he's always there to give it to us. So my prayer, ladies and gentlemen, is that today, Lord God, you will relieve my brothers and sisters of faith of the very fact that uh, they can do wrong that would separate us from God. Because the Bible says that there is nothing that could separate us from the love of God. There's no height, no depth, no principalities or anything that could separate us from the love of God. And because that is very true, I'm thankful, Lord God, that in the midst of all that we're doing, whether it's right or wrong, you are there and you will always be there to help us, to get us out, to dust us off, to clean us up, to put us on the path that you've already preordained for us, Lord God. And I thank you that we can know that in the midst of our wrongs, as soon as it's done, we can pray and ask for forgiveness. We can pray a prayer of repentance, but more, even more than that, we can pray asking you to relieve us for favor, for blessings, for security, for stability, for protection, Lord God. And I thank you that you will hear us, our angels will hear us. The angels that have been charged to keep us and to care for us will hear us and do the various things that we have directed them to do. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're no respecter of person. So if you did it for James, John, Paul, Saul, Ricky, Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, Joseph, Lord God, surely you will do it for us. And I thank you that you are great. Even the Rachels, right? And the Sarahs, Lord God, uh, the Rebecca's, the Leah's, the, the women in the Bible as well, Lord God, I thank you um, that you, you heard them as well. And as you continue to hear them, you will inspire the women of today to continue to speak to you and know and be reassured that you will hear them and answer of them. I thank you, Lord God, that they're edified as 
brothers as well are edified. And I thank you that in the midst of that, we both will be glorified through you and the goodness that you will have for us to do and experience. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. The name above all names. Amen. Great people, great people, great people. That was a fun one. Um, I say all that to say, keep your comments coming because they are inspirational to the various videos that and episodes that we hear and see, largely because you're not the only one that have gone through things. And what I want to do is on Fridays is just share various testimonies that people share with me. And so we can be all the better and edified because I believe in Revelations 22, maybe 21. It says that uh, we all overcome by the blood of the lamb, which has already been shed in the words of our testimonies. And so as we continue to share our testimonies, revealing the goodness of God in our lives, it will edify and build up others. But when it does, then we're all the better because of it. And so share your comments, your testimonies, right? You can share it in the comment section or you can email it to me at pursuit of destiny productions at gmail.com. I'll put it in the show notes. And uh, with it all being said, great people. I'll see you on tomorrow. I love you all. I truly, truly do. And uh, on tomorrow, let me see. Oh man, on tomorrow is going to be a good, good time as we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit, right? Giving us access to a purposeful and enjoyable life. God has already set up a plan for us, and that is the person of the Holy Spirit. So tomorrow we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit, and I'm excited to do so. So I'll see you there. Bring a friend. Share it with somebody that you know is building up their faith in God, building up their trust in God, and their ability to hear from God, but more importantly, their desire to live a purposeful life, which only God can share, deliver, and help them execute. And so we're going to give another tool on tomorrow, great people. Let's tool up so that we can be the best versions of ourselves. Until tomorrow. Okay. I love you all. Peace. Yeah.